0: News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. There's news of another medal as Hong Kong's historic Olympic campaign continues. A top legal scholar quits HKU's governing body after it votes to exclude students behind a controversial union vote from campus. And people returning to Hong Kong from most parts of the mainland are hit with a new quarantine requirement. In the past half hour, Hong Kong's women's table tennis team have beaten Germany to secure a bronze medal, the SAR's fourth podium finish of the Games. The team of Du Hoi Kem, Li Ho Ching and Minnie So came out out 3-1 victors. It means Hong Kong now have more medals from Tokyo than every previous Olympics combined. Todd Harding will have more details in the sport later. A senior legal scholar, Eric Zhang, has revealed that he resigned from the University of Hong Kong's governing council after the body banned anyone who attended a controversial students' union meeting from campus. Francis Sitt reports.
1: The council yesterday voted to bar students who attended a meeting on July the 7th from its premises, services, and facilities. It said there were legal and reputational risks after the union passed a motion, saying it appreciated the sacrifice of a man who stabbed himself shortly after knifing a police officer. However, speaking on a radio show, principal law lecturer Eric Jung said he couldn't see any legal problems, especially now HKU has distanced itself from the students, none of whom have been charged with anything. The legal scholar, who didn't attend yesterday's council meeting, expressed sadness that the students were stripped of their right to be students. While he acknowledged that the students had erred, Mr. Jan said they had apologized. He said the university should nurture students and help them correct mistakes. He also said the decision ignored established disciplinary procedures that allow students to argue their case.
0: Hong Kong residents returning to the SAR from most parts of the mainland are finding themselves facing two weeks in quarantine as cases continue to rise over the border. The government announced the move last night, a day after imposing restrictions on people arriving from Macau. Richard Pine has the details.
1: There will now be no quarantine exemption for mainland arrivals unless they have just been in Guangdong in the previous two weeks. Instead, Hong Kong residents returning from the mainland under the Return to HK scheme will have to do 14 days of home quarantine. They face three tests during that period and two afterwards, only becoming free from testing on the 20th day. The shorter seven-day quarantine period for fully vaccinated people no longer applies.
0: Overnight, compulsory COVID testing operations at a block of flats in Shamshui Po and at a hotel in Choi have been completed with no cases found. Officials said they tested a total of 730 people. The Mexican government is suing major U.S. gun companies, accusing them of failing to stop the illegal flow of weapons across the border. It's filed a lawsuit against 15 firms. Mexico's foreign minister said the unscrupulous selling of guns had armed drug cartels who kill large numbers of people and cause extensive economic damage. Yan Groh is a journalist in Mexico City.
2: It's so easy to get guns and they're so cheap and bullets are so cheap you know, I covered his crime scenes where there's 500 bullets sprayed at the victims from, from five AK-47s. And they don't really murder the targets. They murder, you know, the woman driving behind in a car with her baby and the guy selling tacos on the side of the street. And if that firearms traffic could be reduced, it could have a big impact on the conflict here.
0: A Supreme Court judge in Brazil has ruled that President Jair Bolsonaro should be investigated for unproven claims that the country's electronic voting system is vulnerable to fraud. It comes as opinion polls place the right-wing leader far behind the socialist former president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, ahead of next year's presidential election. The BBC's Warren Bull reports.
3: Jair Bolsonaro was a critic of Brazil's electronic voting system long before he was sworn in as president in 2019. He argues that the absence of paper ballots makes cheating easier. But recently he stepped up his attacks, making unsubstantiated allegations that the head of Brazil's electoral court was preparing fraud in next year's poll and even threatening to postpone the election if the system is not overhauled. The Supreme Court probe will consider whether Mr Bolsonaro is leading an orchestrated attempt to undermine the ballot.
0: There's growing concern about the safety of tens of thousands of civilians in the Afghan city of Lashkagar, the capital of Helmand province, where Taliban militants and government forces are fighting for control. Afghan and U.S. airstrikes continued throughout the day. The BBC's Lise Duset reports from Kabul. Allahu Akbar,
3: God is greater, they chant from the rooftops in Kabul and other cities. Afghans are now raising their voices in support of their security forces. Taliban leaders insist they will protect human rights and allow women to work and girls to go to school. But grisly images emerging from the battlefield and from areas they now control highlight the same harsh rules the Taliban enforced when they were in power in the 1990s. This is a fight not just over territory, but the future of Afghanistan.
0: Britain has made a series of changes to its international travel rules, making it easier for people to enter England. From Sunday, people arriving from France will no longer need to quarantine if they are fully vaccinated. Nathalie Loiseau, a French member of the European Parliament, welcomed the announcement. It's a change in the right direction if at last families can meet again. I know a number of people who couldn't meet with their relatives on the other side of the channel. People were really puzzled because it was absurd to consider that France was more a threat than any other country in the European Union. Passengers from Austria, Germany, Slovenia, Slovakia, Latvia, Romania and Norway are now deemed low risk. India, Qatar and the UAE have been classified as medium risk, meaning people will no longer need to quarantine. The World Health Organization has urged wealthy governments to halt plans for coronavirus booster jabs and instead concentrate on improving vaccination rates in poorer countries. The head of the agency, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, said he could not accept that vulnerable people would remain unprotected while the richest were vaccinated for a third time. But the White House press spokeswoman Jen Psaki disagreed this was the case.
3: We feel that it's a false choice uh, and that we can do both. We've taken action on the global level uh, far more than any country around the world. We're asking the global community to also step up. We saw some action at the G7. More
2: needs to happen.
0: A wildfire that has raged for eight days has now reached a thermal power plant on Turkey's Aegean coast. Some reports say the fire has engulfed the plant in Mugla province. The coal-fired facility was evacuated and flammable and explosive materials were removed in advance of the flames. The BBC's Beryl Akman is in Istanbul.
1: While Turkey is prone to wildfires, this season we're seeing much more bigger uh, fires and at more frequent levels the government has been criticized by opposition politicians mostly over what they say was uh, unpreparedness and mismanagement. There's a debate on whether Turkey had firefighting planes to put out the fires. There's foreign assistance, uh, President Erdogan, acknowledged in a speech that countries like Spain. Croatia, uh, Russia, Ukraine were helping Turkey with uh, putting out the fires. A global study of flooding shows that the
0: percentage of the population at risk has risen by almost a quarter since the start of the century. Researchers found that the overall number worldwide climbed by 86 million. The study was based on satellite pictures of hundreds of major floods. Here's the BBC's Matt McGrath.
3: Most of the increases were in Asia and sub-Saharan Africa. Scientists believe there are a number of factors behind the rise, including climate change, which is altering the locations of floodplains to encompass more people. By 2030, the researchers say that an extra 180 million people will be in danger of inundation around the world. Better risk maps built on observations, they say, could help many avoid the misery of flooding.
0: Researchers in Australia say they have developed a new type of gel that may be able to reverse some of the brain damage caused by Parkinson's disease. The hydrogel is made from natural amino acids, the building blocks of proteins. The BBC's Phil Mercer is in Sydney.
2: The hydrogel acts as a vehicle to safely transfer stem cells into the brain. Australian scientists believe the process
3: can restore damaged tissue and replace lost neurons, which affect patients with Parkinson's disease. The gel is injected as a liquid. In the brain, it reverts to a jelly-like substance and can be administered to specific areas impaired by Parkinson's or a stroke. The stem cells can then be instructed to create replacement neurons.
0: New research has concluded that the mix of agricultural pesticides is having a more harmful effect on bees than was previously thought. Scientists from the University of London said a cocktail of chemicals had what called a synergistic effect, reacting with one another to kill a larger number of bees than expected. The lead researcher Harry Civita said the regulations concerning the use of pesticides should be updated.
3: We know that commercial formulas, which are sold to farmers, we know that they contain multiple chemicals. They might have an insecticide, they might have a fungicide, they might have multiple different chemicals. So when we license pesticides for use,
0: we really should consider the interactions between these chemicals short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,409, 17 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $80 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.67 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 79 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Todd Harding.
3: We start at the Olympic Games in Tokyo where Hong Kong's women's table tennis team have won the bronze medal after they beat Germany by three matches to one. The team of Mini Su, Du Hoi Kem and Li Ho Ching fought back from one match down with two singles matches victories from Mini Su who beat Han Ying three games to one and San Xiao three games to love and one from Du Hoi Kem who triumphed over Patricia Solia by three games to love. China crushed the Germans yesterday to advance to the final where they'll face Japan at 6.30 this evening. China China will also feature in the final of the men's team competition. They defeated South Korea 3-0 and will play Japan or Germany. The women's solo kata competition has kicked off karate's first foray into the Olympics with the 10 karate car performing routines in a hushed, spectatorless Nippon Budokan arena, the spiritual home of Japanese martial arts in Tokyo. Hong Kong's Grace Lau finished second in her pool and will battle Turkey's Dilara Bozan for a bronze medal at 6.30 this evening. The contest for the gold medal will be, as widely expected, between Japan's Kiyo Shimizu and Spain's Sandra Sanchez. The execution of the three-minute kata which come from the four main styles of karate, is scored based on speed, rhythm, balance, sharpness and other factors. The leader of Hong Kong's cycling team says track star Sarah Lee found the competition tougher than expected in the opening rounds of the Keirin yesterday, after a year without international competition. But Chang Kwok Kee said Lee was mentally prepared and had the ability to handle the three races she could potentially face today. Speaking on an RTHK programme, he said the cyclist had already met the team's expectations in making the quarterfinals and showed her quality in winning her reperchage after missing out in the heats. She's due to race again at three 3 o'clock, with the semi finals and finals to follow tonight. And in the men's marathon swimming event, Hong Kong's 18 year old William Yan Thorley has finished a respectable 22nd out of the 24 swimmers who managed to complete the race in challenging conditions. So, halfway through day 13 of the Tokyo Games, China lead the medals table with 32 golds. The United States are second with 27, and host nation Japan are in third place with 21. Australia are in fourth place with 16. Hong Kong are now 39th in the medals table with one gold, two silvers, and one bronze. Away from the Olympics, it's been a busy 24 hours in football's transfer market for the English Premier League side Aston Villa. They've signed the England striker Danny Ings from Southampton on a three year contract in a 35 million US dollar deal, and also completed the deal for the winger Leon Bailey from German club Bayer Leverkusen for a similar fee. Meanwhile, there's set to be a departure from Villa Park. Manchester City are closing in on signing the England midfielder Jack Grealish. The fee would be 140 million US dollars. Here's the BBC's
2: john bennett it could all be done for manchester city's first official match of the season which is the community shield game against leicester on saturday 100 million pounds is the fee so around 140 million dollars which would make it a british record sad moment for aston villa fans he's a local boy he's their star player as for man city we now wait to see if they're going to follow up their interest in harry kane To cricket, Joe
3: Root has become England's top scorer across all forms of international cricket on day one of the first test against India. His knock of 63 took him above Alistair Cook at the top of the scorer's list. But there'll be no celebrations because England were 183 all out. India closed 23 without loss in reply. Here's the damning verdict on the England batting display by former captain Michael Vaughan. No surprise. I mean, it wasn't easy. The, the ball uh, was doing quite a lot at times, but um, you know, we're not surprised. You know, you, you, you're going back quite a while now with the England Test match team and you know, when the ball does anything, you, you kind of know, unless Joe Root gets a big, big score, this England test match team struggles. There's no Ben Stokes. You know, since 2018, Ben Stokes has averaged 44 in English conditions. You take that out, the, the batting lineup. It's a very inexperienced batting lineup. Um, you know, we have to start saying, because it's a, a similar trend that's happening, that one or two of these players just don't look good enough, actually, yeah. to be playing at test match level over a period of time. And that's our look at sports.
0: To end the news, the top stories once again. There's news of another medal as Hong Kong's historic Olympic campaign continues. A top legal scholar quits HKU's governing body after it votes to exclude students behind a controversial union vote from campus. And people returning to Hong Kong from most parts of the mainland are hit with a new quarantine requirement. The news from RTHK.
2: Tonight
0: Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday the 5th of August is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for this morning's morning brew. And of course to the wonderful James Ross sitting in for me yesterday. I'm alive and well. Just a slight low-grade fever yesterday, but I'm all good. Um, and The Hustle. Today we've got a full show for your listening pleasure. In about 10 minutes or so, we'll be talking about swing dancing in Hong Kong. And we'll be joined by two dancers, Thomas Latta and also Aurora Aloze. And uh, they will be joining us uh, on Facebook as well. So do uh, join us there if you can this afternoon. Noreen Mare on RTHK Radio 3. And after the 2 o'clock news, Zadia Usmani is back for...